0: Oh, hey guys, Uh, hope you're well, hope you are surviving the pandemic, hopefully thriving, hopefully you got some mad inspiration after listening to last week's episode with Link and Bailey. I know I did, it was awesome, Um, that whole change the channel thing, just loved it, loved it. Um, Yeah, so today I'm going to talk to another couple actually. Um, Katrina and Ben Borg from Married to My Macros. I have had Katrina or Kat on before, and we've talked a lot about nutrition things because that's their business. Uh, Married to My Macros is a nutrition consultation business. Um, They're pretty international, actually, which is pretty cool. They've got people everywhere in the world who uh, follow their education and nutritional support. Obviously, uh, in a time like this, um, where everything is massively weird um, and people are, I guess, struggling a little bit to stick to routine. Um, it's pretty easy to just completely blow out. Uh, we've all seen the memes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd get Ben and Kat on to talk about how we can avoid um, like the pitfalls of working basically next to the fridge. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Mind Gold, the Apocalypse Edition. Um, So I talk about fitness and strength and maintaining that a lot, Um, and obviously that's like super important, and I'm obsessed with it, and you all should be too. Um, But what a lot of people miss, and I think what a lot of people are struggling now, is keeping um, strong with their nutrition routine. Um, If you're any sort of athlete or think you're an athlete or normal person who tries to be an athlete like me, um, you're probably going to be macro counting or tracking your nutrition some way Um, you may be in a weight class sport like weightlifting, or you may just want to maintain a certain body composition um, because it's preferable for your performance like whatever that reason you're going to be thinking a lot about the food you're putting in your body um, which I feel like we all should be really so obviously with the whole isolation thing, it's you know, throwing a bit of a spanner in the works in terms of staying consistent with our nutrition. Um, I mean, as I speak, my fridge is literally 10 centimeters, 10 centimeters away from my face. Um, so yeah, so I thought we'd get along, um, people who do know what they're talking about when it comes to nutrition and give us some guidance on how we can stay consistent, um, during this time where everything's all up in the air and weird, and we might not be able to get the food we want or, we're getting lonely and bored and sad and wanting to eat more. So yeah, um, big welcome to Katrina and Ben from Married to My Macros. Hey guys.
1: How Noah?
0: So good. Yeah. How are you guys? Surviving, thriving, something in between. Yes, I love the thriving thing. I've heard that before on this. It's quite good.
2: I'm aiming for it anyways. That's the daily
0: call. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, has it been a big change for you guys? Cause I know you do a lot of stuff online with married to my macros already.
2: Yeah. So I would say like our, our day to day hasn't changed a, a ton. Ben does some, some one-on-one training. So that has obviously taken on a different form. Uh, but it's more been the content of, of what we're discussing and kind of business support that we're doing for our partner gyms that is, um, really changed what the day to day looks like in terms of content.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because obviously, um, it's just thrown a massive spanner on everyone's works, <laughs> um, especially when people are trying to stick to routines in terms of nutrition, um, yeah. which I think a lot of people would be struggling with for sure.
2: Definitely, and I think we're seeing like it change week by week too. Um, week one, you know, people were really keen to develop a core routine and get into it and now that we're kind of into our second week for a lot of people it's we're hitting that loss of motivation loss of external force phase
1: yeah
2: how to stick to that routine after we've developed it right yeah
1: absolutely yeah i think i think um without sounding too cliche this kind of of crises has almost been an opportunity too, right? And for us, it's been an opportunity to cement the reason that we educate rather than just provide meal plans, right? So yeah. um, a, a big part of, of what people have been dealing with, especially when getting caught up with like, the panic buying and, and things like that, is that food availability, right? So, well, what do you do if you're used to eating the same thing day in, day out, because that's what your meal plan tells you, and then all of a sudden you can't get two or three of those items? Yeah. So, um, there's been an element for us in, in all of this that has been, like, a yet good, like, this is exactly why we approach um, nutrition the way that we do and why we try to teach the fundament- fundamentals to all our clients in our community so that, you know, when things like this do occur, not that we foresee, we foresee yeah. pandemic, but when things yeah. like this do occur or when obstacles do arise, um, you know, our, our clients have the ability to critically think and work their way through, right, so um, I think that's been super good. In, in terms of routine, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to, to get into a rhythm and get into a routine when things are going well, when um, food is available, when the gyms are open, when you're surrounded by community, when work's going good, it's very easy to think, yep, yeah, I really enjoy my routine, I'm doing well. But again, it's those systems and those foundations that get tested and tested and tested when all of a sudden things aren't going you know to plan or as we would like them or as we're used to them go. Um, and so as Kat said, that's where the the focus of our conversations and our coaching calls have been over the last two weeks is not you know trying to get them back to to the routine that they had because ultimately you can't do that if you if you're used to going into work every day and building your day and your structure around that and that's all of a sudden gone um so is that routine so it's it's partly you know letting go and of what was and and starting to develop pretty quickly a new routine you know that, that encompasses what is and I think that's probably the, the best way to try to look at it
0: yeah for sure and I mean those that really quickly adapt to the changes are going to be a little bit better off because um, if you're floundering around like what the fuck am I going to replace sweet potato with and that just consumes your life it's um, yeah. probably going to be a little bit. But seriously, though, that has been – they're they're back now, so it's okay. But that was a concern. Like,
2: we are all okay.
0: <laughs> so it's fine. But broccoli is like $9 a kilo, and that's really upsetting me because broccoli is like one of my staples.
1: And well, I pretty again, much though, like, there's haven't a, had it. There's a lot of issues surrounding fallout from the fires more so than there is COVID, right? And I, I think that's the fact that we've kind of gone into the pandemic from um, a lot of that farmland, you know, being burnt up, it's kind of compounded an existing issue rather than created a new one, right? Yeah, so right. So understanding, understanding scarcity in terms of food in that context and supply chain um, is important because, again, if you know, it, it helps to alleviate some of that panic when you understand the reason. It, it might not be so readily on the shelves or the reason it is so expensive. And gives
2: you an opportunity to try some new stuff because I know particularly for Ben in our household, like, We
0: could live off the same four vegetables for two years. Oh, my God, Uh,
1: same. Right. 100%. That's not even that I don't like vegetables. I just find it.
0: These are the easy ones to cook. Yeah, it's just
1: the easy (laughs) ones to cook. And especially now when when things are quite busy, it's just easier to get done and do it in big batches rather than it is to to try to be super creative.
0: Agreed. My go-to now is, you know those bags of kale slaw you get from Coles?
1: Oh yes. Yeah.
0: I've off those for a while. That's that's my vegetable, like those bags of kale, slaw, like that's all I have. I used to have such a right. variety because everything I'd go to the farmer's market and try and get like, you know, local produce or whatever. And now it's like not on, so it's like, well, guess it's kale slaw. Yes, we're back to that. I
2: haven't been to the grocery store in 2 or 3 weeks. So, it's not as I bad now. Understand. It was
0: getting real bad. Like it was scarily bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was i mean look and again when you are able to critically think around that and you walk into the supermarket and there's different vegetables you still nonetheless it's, it's an opportunity to try different things maybe try different recipes maybe try new cooking methods and, and just try new vegetables for a change you know? like, yeah the worst that can happen you don't like it well don't buy it again
0: yeah Makes well fun that fun. definitely is a silver lining for sure um yeah and i guess and i mean there's been so many people who are like oh, i'm going to use this as a chance to like you know really dial in my nutrition which is like I think a pretty cool way of looking at it um yeah, you know sure. I'm sure you've all seen those memes that are like me emerging from quarantine it's like you've either gone up a weight class <laughs> or you've gone down a weight or class or
2: you're just jacked and have doubled your total
0: right my goal is the second one <laughs> no,
1: absolutely <laughs> I mean there's there's Again, there's always going to be you know, a positive way to kind of look at the opportunity that has been given. And um, very rarely now do we find ourselves with you know, a true off-season, right? Or a time yeah. when you can actually focus on the fact that your back or your knees have been giving you shits and niggling for six to eight months and you continually beat them down with heavy squad cycle after heavy squat cycle. Whereas now, if you don't have access to a barbell and a squat rack, You've just been given the perfect opportunity to actually do the unilateral rehab work that probably is required to actually fix that.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. So I was just talking to um, Link and Bailey from Tassie. They own NTRS CrossFit, um, and they've said that that's been a big uh, part of what they're programming for their athletes is a lot of accessory work and a lot of um, things to help with those niggles that you know, people doing CrossFit and people do weightlifting, like, get, yeah, I guess, because really our different sports different. are, like, no season,
1: <laughs> you well, know. Well, you, you know, you're never, you never going to be too mobile, right, or you're never going to be too proficient at moving your own body weight, so it's an opportunity to be able to work and, and strengthen both of those elements of your game, which, overall, is going to make you a better CrossFitter. It is going to make you a better weightlifting. I think as much as,
2: like, we can have all these grandiose plans about, you know, taking the time to, to rehab or prehab these things, um, the reality is for many of us that like to throw heavy barbells around, it's pretty boring, <laughs> right? And so I think that's one of the big things that we've focused with our clients on over the last few weeks. It's like, okay, it might not all be like the cool, fun, sexy work that we want to do, but starting to shift our focus into forming habits instead of relying on external motivation to push us forward is what's going to set these new routines in place for the, the long duration of the isolation and the distancing. As opposed to just, right, I'm going to come out the best athlete I can be and then in a week be, well, I can't do any more Bulgarian split squats. Yeah. <laughs> or I can't do
0: sure. any more <laughs> I was literally just running a shopping list. And I was like going to write chaos law and I was like, you won't forget that, mate. Like it's, it's the staple. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Um, I was just thinking I might splash out and get a couple of heads of broccoli, but I don't know. Make sure you use
2: those stems if that's the case.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) will. That's a really good tip actually. Um, actually that's a good point. What sort of tips are you now giving to people who like things that you would normally not even have to say? You know, are you giving people substitutions? Like, if you normally have sweet potato, try this. If you normally have pasta, obviously there isn't any. Um, are you are you able to give that, in a, like the plans that you give people? Um, or are you kind of trying to get them to be self-reliant, um, I guess? I
2: don't know if there's anything across the board that we're kind of recommending. Half of our clientele is in Canada. Ben's got a, a bunch in Hong Kong and then half are here. So the landscape is very different, but it is the opportunity to, like, when yams and sweet potatoes and things like that have been scarce, I've been pushing more of my clients onto pumpkin or different types of of washes and and just testing and trying those things out. Yeah. Nice thing for most of our clients, unless they're healthcare workers, is most of them have a little bit more time to mess around in the kitchen and find ways to cook these things, right? So it is that kind of golden opportunity. I don't know, Ben, if you've seen a ton of that or a ton of real scarcity.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say there's anything, you know, that we're drawing up specifically, like, if you can't get A, then you must get B. Yeah. Um, I think um, probably what's been more important that we, we generally don't spend a whole lot of time is that now for people that aren't going to work or aren't working to home or from home, there's now a nine-hour gap in their day that they used to build everything else around. Yeah. Right? So... Um, for, for me and, and, you know, a lot of my clientele, it's been, well, how can we use that nine hours to still make sure that we are somewhat progressing forward in, in some direction, whether that be in the kitchen, whether that be um, working on a hobby or a skill or something else that, that they can be doing? Um, because, you know, we talked before, we mentioned how, you know, when you take it, the old routines are gone, right, and the new routines are stuck starting to emerge but having no routine and just slouching around and doing nothing is in itself becomes routine
0: oh that's horrendous I can't even consider it (laughs) I loved your little routine you guys created I so I um sent that to like everyone at work and like forced everyone to use it for like their daily core routine it's stuck on my fridge right now I can see it um I was wondering
2: if that was what was on your fridge I yeah a clip of oh yeah yeah that's it, it. Like, is that like an
0: active monitor scheduler is that a core routine? no that's a core routine I'm frothing it it's amazing oh, yeah
1: that's I mean, it is it is super important. Like, How many people do you know you know, that that say to you because you work in the fit, fitness industry, oh, if I had the time that you have to spend in the gym, I could do what you do. Yeah,
0: I don't understand that because my job right. isn't actually to train. Like, I'm not a body I pump instructor. Exactly. It makes no sense.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so now there's this element where I'm thinking like, well, a lot of people should be coming out of this time pretty jacked because they've got nothing but time, right? Right. So what we start Agreed. to understand is that Time in itself is not necessarily the issue, but more so what you do with it. And sometimes having that nine to five or that grind or that work schedule actually forces you to do things like grocery shop and meal prep because you have to be prepared because you don't have nine hours in the middle of every day. Yeah, that's right. true. Um, what we typically see for a lot of clients is their Monday to Friday, spot on, super compliant. And then they tend to fall apart a little bit on the weekend because they don't prep for the weekend. They prep for Monday to Friday, and yeah. then, you know, the weekend is the opportunity to then go and restock and then reprep for the following week. So what we're trying to really focus on is making sure that your Monday through Sunday, you don't have that weekend mentality when it comes to setting yourself up and being prepared to take the week on. Right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that for
0: sure. But that doesn't become like the, the Saturday-Sunday where you're, you
2: know, Working in front of the kitchen and going and grabbing a handful of nuts every 20 minutes. Right? Yeah, or
1: worse, like just not showering, in boxer shorts, on the couch, on your laptop, slashed all day. Um, but I guess the opposite is true too, right? When you are working from home, the blur or the, the lines between what is work and what is home start to, to get a little um, hard to spot sometimes. And it can be easy to start to do 10 or 11 or 12 hours a day because work is right there in front of you and you're already right so yeah things like that quarantine where we've we've built in you know purposeful breaks for movement for connection for meals and for work um it does become important because we still do want to create a a routine that is healthy and that is serving and that is productive but not one that that goes the other way too much either
0: yeah um see what i'm doing is i'm still prepping like i'm as if i'm working i even had my lunch box packed (laughs) Um, on the Monday and I was like well this is what I would bring to work so I can't eat anything else, it's as if I'm at work, the fridge is like 10 centimeters from me but that doesn't matter because all I can eat is what's in my lunchbox um, and now that's just kind of my habit like I don't literally need to pack my lunchbox <laughs>
2: You'll end up saving so much on groceries that way when you're not hoovering through all the fun stuff in your fridge on a regular basis. Yeah,
0: well, I've had, like, that's another thing I've had people say to me, that they find, like, the binge eating thing is, like, quite hard to control. Um And I guess if you're maybe retired or if you um don't, if you only work part-time or something anyway, like, you're not going to, like, for me, I'm still working the exact same amount. Um, So it's not like I have all this time that I'm just sitting around, like, bored and hungry. Um... But with people who maybe work less or, yeah, they're retired or whatever, um, I would say that would be quite hard because they don't have as much stuff to do, right?
1: Well, working from home is definitely a skill, right, and and you need to learn how to do it properly. But as much as your new routine can somewhat mimic the old routine, you know, if you're getting up, get up at the same time that you would normally get up, try to train and be active at the same time you would normally be active. And that goes for your meals and your snacks as well. If you're normally someone who takes lunch at 12 o'clock, Continue to take lunch at twelve o'clock. Yeah. take a break and get back to work. Right, like save work for those work schedule times, and you know the, the, those kind of food breaks for those food break times. Yeah, um, because it's it's true with if you got a if you got a jar of almonds in the cupboard, and every time you walk past the cupboard, you have a handful of almonds. It, it's not so bad if you're only walking past the kitchen twice, but if you're staring at the jar all day, and that jar goes even though they're, you know, a healthy food source, you're still really going to be able to do some caloric damage.
0: Are they scorched almonds Um, or are they just
1: normal almonds? uh, Mine are just normal.
0: We're not allowed scorched almonds. I was going to say, I've been known to eat an entire box of scorched almonds. If they were scorched almonds, they wouldn't stand a chance. Normal almonds I could walk by all day, like not bothered.
1: I mean, interestingly enough, though, we are seeing quite a few people doing things like baking.
0: Yes, oh, my God, the bread thing, right?
1: yeah everyone's making their own bread which i think is fantastic i think if people are spending more time in the kitchen finally trying to do new recipes becoming more proficient more confident i think that that's really positive but um then you get people like my mum and my sister and they're not baking bread they're baking pot cross buns oh, and banana bread and stuff like that which which can add Beautiful to
2: okay yeah so oh man
1: to, to some of the issues, but um, speaking of my mum, the poor thing, she's really been the only one that's, fact that's really affected it. with her inability to be social and go out and stuff like that. So she's definitely therapeutically making, but yeah. just things to be mindful of, right?
2: We're just shifting her on to the therapeutic meal prep.
1: Right? Yeah, trying to teach her how to cook all the stuff we put in the recipe books. <laughs> At least we
0: yeah, can the cook. recipe book's really good. Um, yeah, if I about, if I baked a cake, like, I, it wouldn't stand a chance either. Like, I just can't make anything like that because I'll eat all of it.
2: Well, and now you can't even get rid of it because you can't see it.
0: <laughs> exactly. I just have to have a slice and throw it away. It's just... It's just
2: you and Graham going
0: at it. <laughs> me and, Just me and Graham. And he's, like, losing the plot because I've changed the whole house around to, like, fit my gym in.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, to be fair... Anyone who's made bread properly from scratch, if you're kneading it by hand, your, like, caloric expenditure in putting that bread together is going to be so much higher that, like, eating a whole loaf is not going to be as damaging as if you just bought a loaf of Helga's bread <laughs> and just worked your way through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: <laughs> Slightly.
1: <laughs> but, but, yeah, there, there is, you know... Food has always traditionally been something that, you know, um, we
2: comfort from. Yeah, we
1: we, we comfort from. When, when someone's grieving, we take them food. You know, when we celebrate, we tend to celebrate with food. Um, and so, you know, when we're, we're almost conditioned ourselves that if we're bored or if we're procrastinating if we're busy, we have all these triggers that tend to push us to go to food because we do associate comfort with it. So yeah. it is definitely something that, that we, you know, need to be mindful of um, because that is the other part of this, is that we normally do do all these things in groups and we band together. In groups And anthropologically, that's something we've done since the beginning of time. So really, um, it's not just the disruption that's stressful on on the body and the mind, but it's also the inability to band into groups to get through this together, right? We're all feeling pretty vulnerable, you know? So turning to food for comfort, if you understand the psychology of it, it makes sense why a lot of people are starting to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm one that if I get stressed, that's going to make me want to eat as well. And I imagine there's a lot of stress for a lot of people right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's, uh, we did a post the other day, and it was basically, you know, if we understand that uh, to lose weight, you need to be in a caloric deficit, and that being in a caloric deficit is stressful on the body, with all the stress that's going on right now, are you sure like that's the best thing to be working towards? And I think that kind of like attitude is is something, again, to to keep in mind that um, now is not necessarily the time for gains, it's the time for growth, right? Yeah. Um, so that you know it, with everything else going on like your scale weight things like that it puts it into perspective really how trivial it can be to get hyper focused on things like that as the most important goal or the most important thing that you're working towards
0: yeah absolutely I was running a program at work that got cut short due to the situation that um had a body scan factored into it and I was trying to like minimize that as being like important um as we've discussed so It's caused COVID. Oh, yeah. It's me. It was me. Yeah. I told them all to eat bats and here we are. Sorry. (laughs) You
1: should tell them you're going to do it again after the six (laughs) months.
0: Well, I had had a couple of people message me and say the only thing they were looking forward to at the end of the challenge was to see their result from their scan. And I was like, this is it, though. This is why I've been trying to build these habits and build, like you guys are saying, because this is the challenge. Life is the challenge. Like, yeah, the eight weeks are over. Are you just gonna drop the ball? Like that's not the point, you know. Yeah. It's just that whole or are you sprint. Actually yeah. To enjoy
2: the journey and and be proud of what you did on the other side, and take comfort in that, and feel good in that, instead of you know a relatively arbitrary number on a scan.
0: For sure, and also like you know the point of building those habits, like you guys are saying, with what you guys are building your clients to do, is so that when like shit like this happens. Yeah. You're, fi- you're prepared, you're fine because you've got a solid base and a foundation of meal prep and routine and consistency. And so that's and kind I mean, of the well, point. Yeah.
2: Prepared, but you've also set yourself up to be as healthy as possible. If you've, you know, pregnancy is a really kind of good example that goes in, in line with this. It, it matters, but it doesn't matter too much what the way you eat once you become pregnant certainly there's an impact there but what the science is showing us is that the bulk of the impact is actually on the maternal diet in the 6 12 18 months leading into pregnancy oh okay and so if you're quite healthy leading into it um, that child has a much greater chance of developing those long term metabolic disorders heart disease diabetes hypertension those sorts of things likewise with a pandemic, which you know we're never going to plan for, we're never going to predict, but if you've been eating nutrient-dense foods and eating in a calorically balanced manner for the last 6, 12, or 18 months, you're going into this much more resilient and much stronger than you would otherwise be, and, and that's an important factor in this too, right? I think we focus a lot on the disruption it's causing to our lives, but what about keeping our ourselves and our bodies safe, and, and by extension, our families and those around us safe?
0: Yeah, for sure. That's such a good point.
2: That took a very serious turn.
0: <laughs> it did. It was all like lol, broccoli, and and then it just got real deep. <laughs> I think.
1: Um, I think definitely, other than the isolation, really, I think the hardest part with everything that's going on is that you know it's not like an eight week challenge or a twelve week challenge where you're like, okay, as miserable as this gets, I know there's a finish line. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? There's nothing that we're working towards a specific date when all this is going to be over and I think that it is a situation where it, it does make things like your routine more important because I think working from home and working out from home is going to just be the reality and the state of play for at least the next six months. Now, if that turns into nine months or 12 months um, and again, it's not going to be a situation where all these restrictions are immediately uplifted. I mean, one day when we wake up, it's going to be breaking back in slowly but if you've got 12 months where the only workouts you can do is with a single dumbbell at home the sooner you get used to doing that and the sooner you become proficient and motivated to continue to do that as part of a regular routine the better off you're going to be in 12 months I think the worst position to be in would be coming out of this in 12 months and you're almost starting again from day one.
0: Oh, absolutely home. I mean to be honest when you said you only have a single dumbbell for 12 months I think my heart like stopped a little bit <laughs> Um, but agree with you one hundred percent. I that just cast fear into me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's it's hard. Like I, I think it, it's incredibly you know it's incredibly challenging. Even as as coaches ourselves, like I really realised over the last two weeks that the reason I pay my CrossFit membership each month is not necessarily for the program. I mean, it's not necessarily for the coaching it's just to go and chat shit to other people at the gym for two hours a day i can't like, believe
2: it took a pandemic to make you realize that like, it's the human um, connection even, right I mean, we've
1: got a pretty we've got a, we've got a pretty good setup here like we've, we've got everything that we could need but it's still the motivation to go out into the garage and like just kind of grind through it is is tough and it, it really is only because it's becoming routine that is getting easier.
0: yeah for sure I mean, I haven't I haven't actually trained in my lounge gym yet, but I'm anticipating the restrictions to, you know, become a bit more full on. So that's probably going to be me for the next few months. Um,
2: I think biggest thing with that, and I know my biggest issue is put it into the core routine. Pick a time. Don't just say I'm going to train today because. There's a million ways you can write that off as the day goes on and the weather gets worse and you just want to cuddle up on the couch or whatever it is. So having that consistency around it when you're training from home is massive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Consistency before, during, and after this whole situation, really.
1: Yeah, and I think if, you, you know, if you're about to do your first workout from home too, take the pressure off right? Like if you haven't done anything for two weeks now, maybe don't try to come back in with some crazy hero workout, right? Just start by doing a little bit of mobility. Just start by moving for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. Do star uh, jumps, escorts, push-ups, like whatever it is, just something that's going to help that start to become a habit and then progressively build up from there.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. Um, You've given us so many uh, tangible habits that we can actually use to get through this um, as a community. Um, Where can people reach out to you guys if they want to, need to?
1: Yeah, so for anyone that's, I guess, looking for some of the resources that um, we've been talking about, they're all available on the MaritimeMacros.com website. There's a tab specifically that says resources. Um, where we're updating that a couple of times a week. Uh, All our recipes are up there as well, which we're updating. So we're we're really focusing on on putting more and more content out. Um, For anyone that's in a similar position like yourself uh, that is still trying to manage, run an online community and and needs a little bit of help and assistance, we're more than happy to to kind of lend a hand and a few more extra resources for affiliates and affiliate owners. Um, Other than that, the usual platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, at Married to My Macros yeah I think that's all of them and the YouTube channel and the podcast More Than Macros, there you go oh my god like everything
0: <laughs> give them 5, five minutes five. to get <laughs> out. oh my god um, if anything basically um, that's awesome, thank you guys so much for your time um, let's keep in touch and I guess do what we can to keep everyone motivated and in their core routines perfect, sounds good
2: absolutely
0: love it, take care talk to you soon Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.